0: You're listening to Robert Wright's Non-Zero Podcast. Hi, Mickey.
1: Hey, Bob. Hey, who's that a picture of, this Mickey? Is, this is my most obscure and uh, bank shoddy uh, one yet. Bank shoddy. Not a basketball player. Who is that? It is. Uh, it was Gordon Brown, former Chancellor of the Exchequer and Prime Minister of Great Britain. You think he's got a shot at speaker of the house? Well, uh not doesn't look like he has a shot anymore but he was an example of a guy who selflessly took himself out of contention for the top job because he realized he wasn't popular enough mm-hmm. and ceded the top job to Tony Blair. They cut a famous deal where he agreed to take the number 2 slot and maybe be prime minister in after Blair had served two terms which he, in fact, did become prime minister. Anyway, I thought Kevin McCarthy should step aside Gordon Brown-like and make way for Steve Scalise, who's by far the more popular and I think probably better speaker of the House. The problem is it looks like McCarthy has pulled it out. We won't. Does it look like that now? Bring yes, Bring me up to just date. As of 55 seconds ago, mm. Jake Sherman, who is the go-to guy, because he has a itchy t- Twitter figure, for what's happening, there's going to be a vote at 10 p.m. Friday, which is basically the time we would release this video. Uh, and it looks like McCarthy will barely, barely have the votes. Uh, so he's, he's won over a bunch of the holdouts with concessions, probably bad concessions, some of them good concessions. The bad concessions would be To make a big thing about the deficit ceiling which is a disaster the uh good thing would be to bring up a border security bill but uh there are a bunch of other things okay but hold up to the freedom caucus
0: well for starters for those of us who have assiduously avoided paying any attention to this what's the debt ceiling
1: (laughs) thing the debt ceiling is the congress has to raise the debt ceiling and and the out party often makes a big stink of refusing to go along and threatening the government with default, which is not much worse than shutting down the government. This is like destroying the full faith and credit of the United States, mm-hmm. and it really shouldn't be there at all. Or it, people shouldn't make a, a, a hostage situation of it. But it does, and it's almost always a disaster, one way or the other. So, so just, this
0: would what? What would this do? What? 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 What, well, what I mean, would they it, be the
1: Sometime in the next year, probably Republicans are going to refuse to go along with the debt ceiling unless Biden does something they want to do. They want him to do, which he won't want to do. And then there'll be a crisis and then the government will be on the brink of insolvency and then something will happen. But McCarthy is agreeing to do something that will lead to that. I don't know quite what he's agreed to, but it's very likely part of the part of the deal would be this is negotiation with the House Freedom Caucus. Mm hmm. Part of the deal would be to make a big stink about the demanding concessions uh, from Biden. I think. Maybe I have it wrong, but I think that's right. And what would the border security thing be? Just to pass a border security bill. uh, Chip Roy, who's the most responsible member of the negotiating team for the House Freedom Caucus, uh, has has a bill with his fellow Texas legislators to do a bunch of things that would help secure the border. It's a good plan. They'll they'll vote for it. They'll pass it. The Senate will ignore it, and it won't happen. So there. But it'll be a it's it, it's a reasonable thing to do to force people to vote on things. Uh, a, it, it says what you really think, and B, uh, it sort of drives a stake in the ground. It forces the opposition to vote against it. You can use it against them in campaign ads. Uh, so it's a good. It's a responsible. That's a responsible thing to do to actually pass a policy you want.
0: So then what about this this thing where a single member of the House can call for a vote on the speaker? Is that yeah. a, is that a vote of all of Congress or a
1: vote of the Republican caucus? I'm pretty sure it's a vote of all of Congress to say it's the same vote that uh, is voted on now that they're having now, which means you have to have a majority of those present. So uh, if they're absentees, the majority goes down. But uh, it, it means you have to beat the Democrats. But, but- is it just a vote? Or I mean, is it a vote opposition. just to
0: depose the speaker? Or do you have to have an alternative to vote for? I,
1: yeah, I, no, I think I think it's the same thing as now, which is there could be up candidates and they keep voting mm-hmm. until somebody gets the majority. So, I think maybe they have a maybe you have I, a vote before then, for whether to remove the speaker. That's and, possible.
0: And do you know? Can a single Democrat a call for this
1: vote? Uh, I don't think so. Well, that doesn't seem fair. Well, it. it <laughs> It would be it would be constantly be they'd constantly be calling the vote if that if that was the case. I mean,
0: well, yeah, but the people demanding the things that McCarthy is giving them don't seem terribly concerned about totally screwing up the world. So that shouldn't that wouldn't stop them. I mean,
1: well, they have a deal. They have a deal now. So maybe they won't screw up the world until the debt ceiling has to be raised. I mean, basically, I think McCarthy is fine for my purposes, because I think. His purpose is basically to block anything stupid that the Democrats might pass, and uh, he should be able to do that. the 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 wrinkle there that's troubling is the discharge petition, which is if you get a majority, uh, you can force a bill to the floor. So maybe there's a bill, like an amnesty bill, for example, that uh, the Democrats united are united in favor of. They only have to break away five Republicans on a discharge position, petition, and in theory they can get that bill to the floor where it might well pass. So uh, uh, that's the danger. That's the the biggest hole in my argument that McCarthy is good enough, but the same problem would face Scalise, who would be, I think, better, but he'd still face the discharge petition. So... Okay. Uh, it's, it's, it basically, McCarthy will do He's too stupid to do anything really dangerous. He's terrified, obviously, of the right wing of his caucus. So he's not going to sell out on immigration or other things just because he's too scared that the voters will retaliate in primaries. Uh, so the only thing to worry about is this discharge petition. If you assume that his purpose in, is entirely negative to, to say no to block things. Uh-huh. Uh, so,
0: I mean, what was this all about? <laughs> You know, it's like it's like uh, even you don't think that the the kind of whatever the debt limit thing will will wind up pushing us over the brink
1: or. No, I don't. But 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 it, it just it just makes Republicans look terrible. And it's it's a it's a case where the crazies on the on the on the right just wind up doing tremendous damage to the party. Keep in mind, a lot of these people obviously are in it for fundraising and attention. Lauren Bobert and Matt Gates, uh, I you know I I even Chip Roy I get I get not even Chip Roy even uh, Andy Biggs I get uh, emails from on the hour I am fighting the fight against Kevin McCarthy send me money, mm-hmm. well that provides a tremendous incentive to keep fighting the fight even if it's destructive to the party uh, the uh, what was it all about was that there was a chance they would blow it and. Democrats would get five Republicans to nominate their own speaker who would be some sort of squish like Fred Upton and uh, the Democrats would in effect win the House election too because they would elect the Speaker of the House uh, not the Republicans. And that and happened was, in a couple was your of state great legislators. This was, your right?
0: great, this, was, this was your great fear? Right. That was my great fear and people were because talking then about they it. would give money to poor people with children?
1: Uh, poor people with children who don't work that's what right. I was worried about. It. Right. I'm for and, giving and money to fail to build characters. I'm forgiving money to poor working families, which is what B- Biden keeps talking about. He always ignores the fact that he would also give money to poor non working families.
0: Mm-hmm. Um okay, well I'm kind of well, i, like I skipped, it when you put I'm it kind of like glad, glad I skipped it. It's, it. the whole thing sounds kind of pointless, just a few
1: people it, showing off. It was a chance for the Republicans to blow it and 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 we thought they were capable of blowing it and it looks like they didn't blow it. That's the Blowing I guess it would have been doing your what you fear. Blowing it would have been letting either a Democrat or a, a really moderate Republican who, who owed his speakership to the Democrats to be leader of the House.
0: So you don't so so you don't think McCarthy made the kinds of concessions that are going to turn the House into kind of an ongoing shit show. Oh,
1: it'll be an ongoing
0: shit show. but Oh, good. Well, but, <laughs> but so what's going to do that? What?
1: What? What is? Well, I think what, the discharge petition. On, like I say, these pe- people live for attention, and and they get attention by claiming to fight for something, so they'll always be fighting for something. But they're what are not the gonna, concessions not, they, he don't, made, they, they don't raise funds by going along with the speaker? But what are the concessions he made that will
0: particularly allow them to do that more effectively than they would have done? Well, it? I think you.
1: I, I don't know all of them. I should have. Uh, uh jake sherman claimed you, you, you're a correspondent mickey we count on you okay this. well the, the biggest one is the is the one vote to discharge but they're also uh you know changes in committees the house freedom mm-hmm. caucus has given it's a basically an affirmative action plan for the house freedom caucus to give them more seats on committees and more power than they would have just by their numbers uh I don't know what the justification for that See, that's, is. But, um, that's
0: the worst thing about this is the precedent it sets, and 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 some Democrats may catch on to this too. Like all we need in a in a closely divided House is like five, six, seven people. We can demand all kinds of shit, and yeah, we're, although we're the most extreme,
1: we will be disproportionately represented on the committees. Yeah. We're still we're still better off than Israel and it's you know putting together a, a narrow majority in, in 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 a parliamentary system is held because you have to make incredible concessions to the minority parties uh this is just one house of a tripartite government not such a big deal but yeah yes. but
0: I, I but what i wonder is like will this become a regular thing probably more among the republicans than you know because the fringes are crazier on the republican side as i mm. think even you would agree I mean, AOC is not as nihilistic as you know. Whatever Lauren
1: Boebert and Matt Gates. Do you think they're nihilistic? I don't know. Sure, they're nihilistic. Gates is with you on Ukraine. He's been one of the more responsible people there. So um it, it, it he he you know they're nihilistic is it's one of these you know I've I've decided to like stop using polarizing words like open borders. Okay, that just drives people up the wall. And people say, "Well, the border is not really completely open." And you say, "Yeah, but it mostly is." And that's a stupid argument to have. Nihilistic is another word, the polarizing word. If you're against polarization, you shouldn't use it.
0: Okay, I, 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 just think, want Matt to Kays, I think Matt
1: Gaetz stands for something. He stands for conservatism and Matt Gaetz. I want to apologize and- to you and all the nihilists out there. Uh, I'll from
0: from now on uh, regard them as people who are willing to go to extremes without regard for the uh, consequences. Selfish. Um. So yeah. Uh. But you know what I mean. This could become like a thing. I mean, they won. They won. That that seems to be the big story. Like by they held the Republican Party hostage. The Republican Party caved. So we're going to be seeing more of the Matt Gateses and the Lauren Boberts in prominent places on the committees they want to be on than we would have otherwise. The craziest people in Congress
1: get to move closer to center stage. Because the Republican Party well, came, right? Well, oh, but well, but once the deal is done, they're going to have to think of new causes to make a fuss about, and and you know, no, but they're going to have even the even McCarthy places. had already appointed Jim Jordan head of the Judiciary Committee, so that's a pretty big one. Uh, so I think uh, you know that, that. No, but but they're going to have that was baked into the cake.
0: They're going to have the pro- the places where they think they can cause the most trouble, right? They're going to be like, I can cause the most trouble on this committee. That's where I want
1: to be. And Kevin McCarthy says, okay, he's already signed that deal, right? I'm not You never know. Do they want to cause trouble or do they want to suck up to to, to gain power and gain donations and, you know, make money? I mean, well, I don't know. those
0: two go hand in hand, especially when these people are kind of semi-crazy. to be but, but that leads to something else. Like I, when, one reason I didn't pay much attention to this is I figured, look, What's going to happen is pretty predictable, regardless. Which is, you know, they can't pass much legislation because Republicans don't control the Senate or the White House. They're going to hold a bunch of hearings to to embarrass. No, they control this,
1: They control. Yeah, okay. They. Sorry. Go ahead.
0: They're going. You know, Republicans only control the House, so they're not going right, to get a lot right, of legislation sure. passed. Neither are the Democrats. Right. So the Republicans are going to hold a lot of hearings. That are going to to embarrass Democrats, and that's going to be the main difference, you know, aside from the lack of legislation between these two years and the last two years, and that would happen whoever was
1: was Speaker, right? I think that's basically right. McCarthy will be extraordinarily weak and constantly in trouble, so that's the uh, that's the difference between him and Scalise. Scalise was more popular, and I think would have been a stronger Speaker. The uh, but uh, yes. But, you know, and part of the strength is involved. No, don't do this stupid hearing because it's going to, you're not going to get your man. It's going to, you know, the, impeaching Biden would be a classic example. Stupid move. Okay, not going anywhere. Much smarter to impeach Majorcas and actually find out some things in the hearings. You know, well, that is them, one of their, that was one of their them, yeah. demands, right? Well, that, they're going to you, impeach Majorcas. You, well, they, I, it's pretty clear they were going to investigate. They'd already announced they were going to investigate Majorcus. The question is, they then go on to impeach him and they're going to have to at least pretend that it's because of what they find find and miyorkas has a new border plan and we'll talk about it, it and maybe that'll get them off the hook but um there are stupid things the extremes want to do that mccarthy a stronger speaker could say no don't do that and mccarthy will not be able to say no don't do that but that's just because he's not a strong speaker that's not because of the demands he agreed to I think it's obviously more because he's not a strong speaker, although the mm-hmm. they go hand in hand. This single member, uh, you know, move to vacate thing makes him a weak speaker. And he was a weak, the reason he caved in, anyway, because he was in a weak position. So, uh, it, yes, I think uh, you're right. There'll be slightly more crazy things going on, but basically it, its function is to promote stalemate. and so I think it will st- still produce
0: that. So you're saying the New York Times headline I'm looking at is out of date? It says McCarthy gains ground in speaker bid, but still falls short. You think it's pretty much done?
1: Well, the last thing I read before we go in on air was the statement by Gates that seemed to concede that McCarthy would win. And Gates Gates is the biggest key. Oh, Gates is just the biggest opponent. Uh huh. Uh, Actually, he isn't one of the final four. There, there are four. Major holdouts and Biggs and Bobert are two of them. I forget the other ones, and I don't think Gates is one of them. But so who knows? But
0: but four alone won't kill him, right? It takes five. Uh,
1: I think that's right. Mm.
0: Um, so the other question is the the uh, you know if you had if you had asked me to imagine who the most twenty, uh, 20 most extreme House members would be, I would have included Marjorie Taylor Greene, and yet. She's not part of this, and in fact, she's she's said some. some she's on a stuff respectability about... campaign.
1: Yeah, how's she's that work? Trying Very well, really. Yeah, people, people are like forgetting how crazy she was, and she's a responsible member of Congress now. She's supporting McCarthy. She's decrying the extremes. I mean, it's attention spans are short. You know, mm. I I think I think this just this just shows, as with at least people who constantly change their positions from going being crazy. To establishment, to crazy, to establishment, are sort of more dangerous than the people who are just crazy 100 percent of the time, because they make they, they'll have power and they'll they're still just as crazy. They'll do anything.
0: So uh, she Stathonic turns out to be and, and she turns MPG out to be crazy, are p-
1: part of part of the same stuff. But, so she
0: so she's crazy like a fox, and Lauren Boebert is just crazy. That seems to be the
1: dividing line. Yeah. And is there going to be this oh, Lauren Barber beef there's only one room for one respectable person I'm going to go raise money and make a name for myself. Right. It's like the bad it's like the the
0: the sibling, you know, the bad sibling right. in the family of yeah. five.
1: Right. I'm not going to name names.
0: Uh the the uh, I come from a family of five siblings. The the um so uh wait, so so to switch animal metaphors from fox to cat, will there be like this ongoing cat fight between Lauren Boebert and and, and Marjorie Taylor Greene? And also, should you not I say cat that fight? That has materialized yet, that
1: would that would be an interesting prediction to
0: make. Should I have said mammal fight? That's the other question. Uh yes. So that would be great. That would be so entertaining. Like if um, just every day it was like.
1: I don't think it's Marjorie Taylor Greene's not that important. Uh, uh, Bobert is going to pick a fight with bigger fish than that, huh? Uh, the um. Anyway, that did seems Matt, to be. Did Matt
0: Gates still get wind up in jail, or is that is that over? He, isn't he under? I think they
1: pretty much declined to prosecute him. Oh. Yeah. I'm. Uh, I'm not completely sure about that.
0: Okay, so uh, I, I have. The, uh, okay, now I understand what the next two years is going to be like. What else? What else happened in the world? Uh, um, the heartwarming story is the apparent recovery of that
1: football player, right? We the apparent recovery, of the, yeah, in, this, in the satirical version, he recovers and then dies because he goes on too many talk shows and is exhausted Mickey, too after soon. doing the full goon too version. Too
0: soon, but don't, it's, jinx it. don't it's jinx it. It's hard.
1: It's where there are very few things that everybody feels unanimously about. Uh, and that was one of them.
0: Want to know an obscure fact that that I alone can share with you because I haven't heard anybody else make this obscure point? Uh, well, you're a big football. You're an ex football player, right? No, not an ex football player. Unless you, you never count. played football. Not well. I played organized football when I was seven years old. After that, I I I just took the pension. Um, hmm.
1: I retired. I played tackle in high school. Or one yeah, year. no.
0: I, as 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 I would expect of a man who well, uh, can grow a beard that fast. Where did that beard cut? You regrew your beard. That's what I mean. You got a lot of yeah. testosterone. Where did that come from? Anyway, the, um, no. Seriously, this is this is the most important thing we've talked about. When did you regrow your
1: beard? <laughs> it doesn't take long for some fuzz to grow for on a your man, chin, Bob. Real
0: man for a guy who could play uh, line for. Uh,
1: you know what were you tackle guard? I was a tackle. The weird, the odd thing is, I think I told you they taught us spirit. We, tackling we, were with actually, the head. we were actually taught to do the most dangerous thing you could possibly do. Yeah,
0: That feeds directly into my obscure point about this guy. And, and actually, if you're such a football player, you tell me why it is the case that if the exact same thing had happened 35 years ago, same tackle, exact same thing, he almost certainly would not have suffered this heart problem. Would not?
1: Would not. uh oh did you really play football in high school are they are they helmets helmets uh harder now see you obviously didn't review the video closely no i didn't i just saw the picture of him lying on the ground yeah well no
0: it was a shoulder hit it wasn't a head hit the shoulder hit him and shoulder pads are now much smaller than they were 35 35 years ago they absorbed much more momentum and also i think displaced more momentum kind of horizontally because they were bulkier but but they've gotten the Times did a story on this a couple of years ago. Shoulder pads, you, you, it happens that gradually you don't notice, but they are way smaller. Than but they people used to want be.
1: More, more maneuverability.
0: Well, I think people I think that, yeah, probably they realize you get more maneuverability and uh you don't you're not losing much protection of your shoulder. Uh what you're losing is is uh you know what this guy would like to have
1: which is a softening of the blow to the chest well maybe that's a i mean they they obviously desperately need some rule change they can put in in honor of this guy that lets everybody say well this is just a fluke we've corrected it now now we can get on with the game mandatory even if if it shoulder pads even, even if it hadn't so they could beef up the requirements for the shoulder pads
0: yeah yeah i don't think they'll do that but the irony is you realize it's the exact opposite of helmets with helmets as they made them more protective, they became, uh, wait, how does this work? Heavier? Yeah, they made them more protective of, of the head, and they became more lethal weapons. The shoulder pads, they reduced huh. the amount of protection. To, uh, theoretically, they're affording the shoulder. To at least some extent, they became more lethal.
1: Wait, they both became more lethal.
0: No but with with the no, but it was when they increased the padding of the helmet that they right. became more lethal. It was right. when they de you know went with the hard right. shell okay. helmet is what made the helmet a weapon, a tackling weapon
1: huh uh, um, see but like my helmet was pretty hard in high school, like they didn't I don't
0: think they taught yeah, it was it was that's my point. It was the advent of the hard shell helmet like, what 50 you mean, like years 55
1: ago. years ago yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, I don't think they taught spear tackling back when they were wearing leather helmets. That's
1: not smart. Bring back a little uh, well, that's the case for rugby, right? They didn't wear no homeless at all, most of them. I think that's true. Um the uh, well anyway, yes, he recovered. Uh the the uh press conferences were heartwarming. Apparently it was all because they had very competent technicians on the scene at the time when his heart stopped beating, mm-hmm. who took immediate action.
0: You know what I didn't realize is like when they give uh CPR you know one thing they're doing if they don't keep the heart if they don't restart the heart and in this case that took a defibrillator or whatever is they keep pumping just to keep kind of simulating the function not simulate but 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 to sustain some crude version of a, a heart's actually actual functioning so they're they're pressing blood through the system no apparently that was an important thing is that they kept i gather they kept doing it and and uh until the until the defibrillator came i think Maybe I'm wrong, in which case I retracted. But uh I agree. Sorry. I mean, I mean, com- complete with his first question being, did we win? I mean, come on. If that's from the movie, right? <laughs> that, that
1: is from the movie. That didn't happen. The man is focused on his mission. Well, he probably went out so quickly he didn't really realize what, what had happened to him, right? Oh no, they said he was surprised when he heard yeah. that two days had passed. He thought it was like right after the game. Yeah. But but um it just that it hit it happened to hit him at the exact wrong moment in his heartbeat. It could have happened to anybody if it hit, hits him in hit you in that wrong moment. Is that is that the lesson from this? It's not that's, just it was it wasn't the force the of the blow. It was the timing of the blow. Well, it was
0: the force of the blow and and the timing. I think it takes an extremely sharp blow, but an extremely sharp blow like that probably happens you know numerous times each season, and then. Uh, you know, I don't know. People keep saying what ten milliseconds, and but they don't uh-huh. say how long is the in, an entire single heartbeat. So I don't know yeah. what fraction that is. But uh, well, you know how
1: long a single heartbeat is. You that's a little roughly, over a second. I don't know. Yeah, but it was weird that the 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 inter, the Twitter docs who I saw, you know, instantly jumping in saying, "Cardiologist here," uh, they got it right. the The first uh, first tweet within like two minutes of it happening. It's like I said. I think this guy has whatever it was. Yeah, um, it's oh, no. um, Twitter brings out the worst in us all. That was no. This was a good. This was a. This was a uh, public service. It, this was a public service. Yeah, you felt reassured. Well, because it 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 was a sufficiently rare case that people weren't saying, "Oh my God, this is going to happen to every football player in America. We have to stop playing football." Yeah. I mean, yeah.
0: Anyway, well, so there's that. What else happened? Uh, uh you want a quick Ukraine update, or do you have more? Uh, there, there's,
1: there, there's more, but we can have the quick u- no, Ukraine. No, go us- ahead,
0: go ahead, go well, ahead.
1: We have, we have Elon Musk on Twitter, and Im- the immigration deal. Uh, uh, there, there was an immigration deal. There's immigration, a new immigration plan from Biden remember i I predicted that Biden imminently about a couple of year ago years ago or a year ago would move pivot to the center on on immigration in a desperate attempt to to uh neutralize the one remaining threat to his uh majority yeah and uh well, he did it after the election as opposed to before uh and probably the dirty little secret is it was half prodded by the pleas from these mayors who were inundate being inundated by illegal immigrants being dumped on them and desperately want federal money and you know and they want to stop to the stop to the the dumping so uh they they force something and maybe uh maybe that's why it happened after the election because the cries from the mayors have become more intense uh but anyway it, i don't know quite what to make of it it's it's uh he he, he basically what, the, what is the, the substance of it what's he what's okay, the deal? I'm getting into that. okay I, I don't quite have yeah. my head around it At the moment, the um, the basic rule of thumb is whatever they say. If 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 these illegal migrants, many of whom claim asylum, and most of those claims are not, uh, uh, what's the word, Uh, authentic, Uh, they would not win in court. Uh, If they keep getting into the country and staying, more people will come because they. Have cell phones. They phone their aunt back home and say, "Hey, I'm in. You should come too." And then the other person comes. If they don't get in, people phone their aunt and say, "I didn't get in," and the aunt doesn't come. So it's that's the basic rule. Now, what Biden has done is he's taken four countries: uh, Venezuela, Cuba. Uh, I forget what the other ones are who are, who are that are humanitarian. That it are humanitarian problems. They're dictatorships. People are fleeing them, but not so much that they w- would qualify as refugees under the asylum one? laws. What is El Salvador one? I don't think so. Nicaragua. Haiti is definitely one.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, Haiti is falling apart. So people are, are there's a reason people are fleeing Haiti. Um, uh, and um, he has this new program called parole, which has sort of been buried in a loophole in the law. You're supposed to give parole case by case, in the humanitarian interest or the interest of the country. It was rarely used, but it's used by politicians in a pinch to let in a whole bunch of people. I think Clinton let in twenty thousand Cubans under it, and Biden is just opening it up. He's blowing, blowing a, a huge hole in it and letting in three hundred sixty thousand people a year from those four countries, mm. uh, if they qualify for this, if they they pass this parole test and they come to the U S and then they can apply for asylum, which they probably won't get, but it doesn't matter because they never leave anyway. So once you're in, you're in. So this lets them in uh, without them having to qualify for asylum. Uh, And, and in the, in, in the, 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 that's the good cop aspect of it from the Democrats point of view, the bad cop is just if you do not apply through this program and you can apply with an app, you can stay in your country. You don't have to actually come here to apply uh uh if you come to the border uh outside this program outside the three hundred and sixty we we will immediately deport you okay
0: mm-hmm.
1: and nobody quite and he'll deport you either under the old title forty two epidemic uh you know we, we 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 you might have covid so we're deporting you uh provision that biden himself says. Uh, should not exist and he's petitioned the Supreme Court to let him end it but yet he's using it as his main weapon here or uh, uh, or else uh, he he's uh, he's wants to use some other another provision called the transit ban which is if you go through Mexico uh, you've gone through a safe country Mexico is a safe country for these people so you can't then come onto the United States you have a presumption against you uh, if you go through mexico um it, the 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 problem with that is people can just come on planes or boats or they they don't have to go through mexico so uh you can get around it that way and nobody quite believes that the democrats have the balls to actually deport you know hundreds of thousands of people who come to the border uh in irregular fashion and if it worse comes to worst they'll sneak in okay but uh right now they're not sneaking in uh so it, it, the the test of whether it's a real move to the center or a fake move to the center is when the rubber meets the road. Does he actually start turning these people away from the border, uh, especially after Title Forty Two goes away, which everybody thinks it will soon? Because so, uh, and- uh, yeah. So that that's why I don't quite know is if it's a uh, if it's a serious move to the center or a not serious move to the center. But
0: it's it's an executive action, so it definitely will at least nominally be implemented. It's, it just doesn't depend on well, two of
1: the, th- t- some of the important parts are rules. So like the transit ban, the, th- the thing that says if you go through Mexico, you know, there's a presumption that has to be passed as a rule, which means they have to have notice and comment. It takes months. They think the earliest they could have it would be the end of this year. Uh, so, no, they don't, oh, okay. they don't all take instant uh, instant effect. You know what they could do with some of these countries that
0: might help? Is like remove the sanctions so that the people would be uh less impoverished. Venezuela and Cuba, in fact, the two you mentioned. And uh there was uh, actually it, but not Haiti. No, no, they're not I don't think they're under sanction. But the um uh, there was a little news on the Venezuela front. You know, the, the opposition finally gave up on Juan Guaido. He was he 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 was deposed in a palace coup right. <laughs> within within the opposition. Uh they finally realized they weren't getting much traction. And meanwhile, I think, you know, slowly. Uh, People are reconciling themselves to the fact that the government of Venezuela is the government you're going to have to deal with. The Biden administration is still being, you know, reactionary about it, and and just inexcusably so. But uh, they did do this little thing with, uh, at least this little thing on oil, uh, you know, because they wanted to, to to exert downward pressure on oil prices, and also Venezuela's neighbors are becoming more accommodating to
1: the, the regime as it stands. So I, I assume that I assume the economy is mismanaged and there will still be economic refugees from Venezuela, even if we lifted the sanctions.
0: Well, all I know is that lifting sanctions would help. They're definitely hurting. They're hurting there in Cuba and Syria and Iran and all the places that in Afghanistan, you know, we're, we're killing people. We're killing a lot of people. And you know, because it, it, on the margins, it affects things like healthcare, and and in some cases, this has been documented, and, and it's just completely
1: inexcusable. And uh, you know, it's but completely inexcusable. It, it depends how big the margins are. I mean, there's some countries where the margins will be bigger than others. No, I, I it doesn't.
0: Cons- a, a single. If they, what good is coming out of it? it? Never. It never succeeds in changing the regime. So what good is coming out of it?
1: It isn't the most important point to make if it only affects. A tiny, tiny percentage of the population, and a large percent of the population is affected by the mismanagement of the economy. Then you're 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 grasping at a capillary instead of going for the jugular.
0: Well, how do you want to go for the jugular? This doesn't work. So, what's your plan? Sanctions never work. What's your plan? We haven't deposed the my, regimes in Syria
1: or Iran or Cuba. No, and my, my plan in is my plan is, my plan is my plan is, to, my plan is to accept the Maduro government. There's no way to overthrow it. Right. Uh, and and remove sanctions, but don't expect that to to solve the problem. And then you have to deal with the problem. Oh, okay, you so, are, of, so you, you are you're in somehow, favor of, of if, removing the sanctions. Sure, but you have to have sub you, you have to have. My point is, you shouldn't. Not the most important hey, point to be made. the most idea. important point. Is how to deal with the problem once you've removed the sanctions. Here's an idea. Let's just consider the main
0: function of American government government to be solving American problems and let other countries deal with their shit, especially once we we realize through extensive documentation that everything we try to change governments
1: either fails or makes things worse. We were talking about immigration, which is our problem, and the fact that Venezuelans are coming here. uh, And, you know was there something we could do to help them? And you said, uh, end sanctions. And I said, if it only solves the problem 1%, that's not, we, oh, well, that, that, I was that thinking doesn't address that, the main problem. I
0: was thinking in humanitarian terms, if you save one life and don't make anything worse on any other front, then do it. And that's why it's just completely inexcusable that Jake Sullivan and Tony Blinken are sustaining, you know, the neocon policies they inherited.
1: Um. Fair enough. I just, you know, I I, 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 this is a, it's a style of argument that I've uh, adopted from you because it's useful, which is, you know, there are a lot of things we can do that would make a marginal uh, improvement. And, and you advocate, one advocates for them. But you also want to think about what are the things that would make a major improvement, if possible. Uh, I, I
0: personally think, in in the long run, economic engagement tends to be a constructive thing. That's you know that's a whole other argument, but I think that is actually doing something, even aside from the short term ending of the of
1: the deprivation that the sanctions cause. But even even in Cuba, is I, I don't know, but my impression is, uh, the the Cuban government is is very paranoid about being swamped by American commerce. So they don't really want a whole lot of prosperity, even if the sanctions are removed. They sort of like the sanctions being there.
0: I I don't know. I was there a few years ago and there was some degree of opening up. Um, This was before, I guess, uh, Trump kind of clamped back down. So this was, and there was some degree of opening up. And, And in fact, I think we were renting uh an, a room in an apartment from people in a way that it probably wouldn't have been done before the opening up um you know some internet was coming uh there were little mom and pop stands where you could buy coffee which wouldn't have you know there were there was stuff happening there was Airbnb. there Airbnb uh I, I we didn't go there via Airbnb. It was a functional equivalent but uh plus great cars great cars. Um
1: so, the, well, the the great cars are going to be destroyed by capitalism. That is, that will be a casualty. All the fifty seven Chevys, yes. They'll all be driving Subaru checks.
0: Yeah. So, uh, what else on so, on what what what's going on with Elon? I unfollowed Elon well, last night, and I and I'm feeling great. But,
1: uh, well. Elon's behaving better. He um, Yeah, he seems to be. Uh, there, gets, there, there, two, there are two problems, with as as we talked about with Elon. One is uh, the Twitter free speech problem, which he claims to solve, and the Twitter tribalism problem, which you said he was exacerbating with his tweets. Mm-hmm. His tweets seem to have calmed down. He did endorse McCarthy for speaker, but that's not exactly a... It's bizarre. A it's just huge, bizarre. It's but, bizarre, but it's not a huge polarizing... No, he, he's, he
0: still is trollish in little ways. Like somebody will, what was the substance of the thing? It was some, it was some right-wing person saying this and this, and this happened to me. And Elon says, wow, that sounds bad. Somebody should look into that. And you look and it's somebody with like 800,000 followers. I mean, that's, he does a lot of catering to high, you know, people with a lot of followers, but it's just, it's a case where he doesn't know what the, he doesn't know what the story is. And he's bringing huge visibility to this person By replying, so I, you know, I still consider him a dick, but he's a less big one. He's, um,
1: you have to let him have his fun. He's doing good work. No, I don't. I don't have
0: to. I can. can, I can dislike that man for the rest of my life. I'm pretty sure I can. I can pull this off.
1: The Starling thing. You don't care about that. That he saved Ukraine. Uh, he saved Ukraine. That was nice. Exploring space. He's uh, he's accelerated the shift to electric cars by at least ten years.
0: Ah, uh, that's an
1: exaggeration. I don't think
0: so. Well, first of all, Tesla existed before he showed up. Before he showed up, yeah, but it
1: was not the success. Bought it
0: and forced the founders to, in writing, I think, to 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 never again say that he wasn't a founder. He he forced them to buy into this fake narrative, as I understand it, as they, part they, of the purchase.
1: It was the, that doesn't mean that he didn't make it a success where it was before. Um, we'll,
0: we'll never know. But but my main point is when pe- people say, gosh, you know, some people talk as if we never would have discovered electric vehicles. Obviously, venture capital money was going into electric vehicles before Elon Musk showed up. And and you would have you would have seen this basic thing happen. He probably did accelerate it by some amount. Ten years—I don't know where the hell that comes from. That's a lot. I just
1: pulled it out of my ass, but I—I—I I, I, I thought it was. Oh, thank I you. Thought, I, I, I wasn't—I was, wasn't looking I, for I quite such a i I thought other people have, uh, other people have put it at, at longer than that. I mean, yeah, electric, cars I mean. Were, electric cars were not popular. Nobody wanted an electric car. They right, were constantly being promoted, to people. Yeah, they being promoted to people. neither were windmills. Neither were
0: windmills. But now you see a lot of them. You know, that's true. I mean, the whole, the whole, the whole renewables thing. The whole, you know. I mean, obviously on, on all these fronts. Who's pick anyway?
1: Who? Why argue yeah. about it? I think it's. It I was think inevitable. It's just a question of of of.
0: Part of it is that I'm a I'm very much against the 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 kind of big man theory of technological history. You know, all this shit would have happened if all the people who invented it had never lived. Okay. Eventually, maybe some of it's slower, but it's like. You know it's like even even the microchip major breakthrough, and it happened at a time when you know the world was really already pretty wired for you know you were aware of what happened in in a laboratory across the oceans on and yet there are two separate people who invented it independently the microchip and and you know that's just the way it is calculus for God's see- sake Mickey calculus have you ever s-
1: Calculus was invented by two people?
0: Yeah, Newton and Leibniz, right? Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wasn't invented by me. That's where I dropped out of the mathematics I, career I, letter. That was where my intuitive <laughs> my intuitive understanding of
0: math began to fail me. I have um, to say. This was but
1: not. Uh, uh, but you, have you seen the Tom Stoppard play Arcadia?
0: No, but I want to talk about uh, Tom Stoppard. Will come up in
1: the parrot room. Uh,
0: actually, right. yes. No, I have seen. Ar- I saw Arcadia about twenty years ago. Yes, twenty five. Okay.
1: Well, it's about a girl, a little like in you know, in in uh, Byron's time, invents chaos theory, and then she dies in a fire. And chaos and theory we have takes to another hundred years, hundred years to be invented. You know, and we and we have
0: to wait another hundred years for a theory that continues to have no obvious actual value. <laughs> well, but
1: it it could have been a play about something that did have an obvious actual value. Or you're saying yeah. no, then somebody else would have bothered to invent it.
0: Look, I don't know. May, uh, Chaos Theory may may have real value. I just haven't heard about it since the
1: best-selling book about it 30, um, 40 years ago. Anyway, it's a great play. But uh, the point that is that the, 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 it, you, can, you can imagine situations where things are delayed by at least 10 or 20 years if a bus uh, runs over the right guy. Okay? I'm willing
0: to give Musk years plural on electric vehicles at least two probably not more than three that's my guess but uh anyway as for twitter
1: uh, the, uh anyway
0: go ahead no i mean he's still he, he'll never quit being a jerk control, troll but uh it's not as bad as it was I, and, and, I, and yeah, i'll tell I, you i think he will find a way to make money out of it i just think uh He's not going to make it a better yeah. thing than it was on balance.
1: I, I, okay, I haven't even got to the news yet. Okay, the news on Twitter is he showed up on the All In podcast. Yeah, it's, I yeah, uh, I know. Uh, and he said some troubling and some hard uh, and some useful things. Uh, first, you know, uh, you know,
0: our uh, our alarm has sounded. It means we've been doing this a
1: little more uh, at least forty minutes. But go ahead. Uh, first, uh, he, he he one of the things he wanted to. Uh, he, he had called one of the people he'd banned to apologize, but he was holding fast on. His yeah, that was point Paul about, Graham. I mean, it's totally Pluto well.
0: It's a totally, plutus, he's a well, it's guy, a totally yeah. oligarchical. He's a very right. oligarchical guy. It's like Paul Graham is this major player in Silicon Valley, and so right. he gets a personal
1: call from Elon Musk, of course. Yeah, well, there was a little bit of that. But um, he, uh, he one of the things he decried was negative speech, which seemed odd. So we're gonna—is he really gonna make the algorithm, uh, you know, uh, downgrade negative speech as opposed to, you know, other kinds of speech? That seemed troubling. Uh, and since David Sachs was sitting right next to him, apparently, and, and David Sachs, I I see, is the, the calming force who keeps him in line. The fact that he went out of line there was sort of vaguely troubling. He thinks he has—he uh, thinks the low cost verification. Will be a boon to Twitter, but it's not low cost. It's eight dollars a month. That adds up to, you know, uh, what ninety six dollars a year, something like that. Uh, th- a lot of people can't afford ninety six dollars a year. You want a lot of people on Twitter? That's not low cost. That's cost.
0: Well, I mean, also, the, but but this gets to where his the tribe the tribalism is, is. You know, it's not just bad on the tribalism polarization front. I think it complicates his business model because basically, uh, no one left of center is going to want to be seen with a blue check mark they paid for, because he's he's you know he is he spent the first two months on Twitter ensuring that he would be hated by people left of center and it would be a, a badge of shame to be seen giving money to him and buying into his whole program.
1: I think there will be some people who, who think that, but if he erases all traces of legacy blue checks, so you you know, right now there is a way to find out were you hot shot yep, enough to get a blue check before. If he erases that, uh, then at some point it'll just be too confusing well, and first of all, uh, I predicted months ago
0: that he would not have the courage to actually take away the blue check marks from the legacies, and he hasn't done it yet. Not only has he not done it, as you point out. He, he is keeping their, their, their specialness visible in the sense that, as you say, if you go to somebody's profile, you can tell, did they have to pay for this blue check or are they special? And it still yeah. says they're special.
1: The, uh, the, uh, the, uh, our friend David Sachs has come up with a solution that might either might help us a bit or might hurt it, which is the badge. So you have a, you'll have a blue check, but you can also have a badge saying, I'm with The New York Times. I guess you could you could even start you know I'm a badge I'm one of the top thousand tweeters you know I mean you could have a you could have all sorts of badges that confer status and some of the same status that the old verification did and, and yet you would everybody would get the blue check.
0: Yeah, those badge so, things are a corporate thing. I think it's like the New York Times pays for it and all their reporters get them or something. I don't know. Well, but,
1: but I mean it could be expanded. That's my point. I mean, look if, um, if if. if it,
0: well, it want to introduces a
1: whole new status <laughs> ladders. What? <laughs> Never mind. But uh, anyway, no, I think you you he can make what's, money what's off the of it. Un, what's the unspoken thought here? Well,
0: I think it actually might be smart of him to say, if you want to have blue check uh, status, but it not show, you can do that. You can pay us and you'll get whatever benefits you get in the ranking of, of, of replies, but no one will know. Because again, people on the left, I mean, look, I might buy a blue check if I decide uh, it, you know it, it's worth it, but most people on the left, they think, are not. You know he's made it very uncool, and he didn't have to. This is totally unforced error. Unless, unless his goal is to be, is to make Twitter build up a big, passionate, uh, right of center following on Twitter. Uh, you know, both to sell these pickup trucks if they ever show up, uh, but also. Um, you know, since those will be largely a Red America product,
1: presumably. I don't think Red America is going to go for the Cybertruck.
0: Well, but but that's my point. If there's any hope of them doing it, it it's it, he has to he has to reinforce this idea that he's the it's the anti woke pickup truck. That's what I mean. I, I don't
1: think I don't think that's it looks like the woke pickup truck. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I I agree, but I don't think his plan is to sell more. Tesla's, I
0: uh, maybe not. He may have considered, but the other thing, the other thing I can imagine working is okay. Nobody on the left buys these blue checks, but everybody on the right does. A, that's a lot of money. B, remember his original plan was to turn. There's a quote where he says he's gonna. He kind of implies that he's going to maybe. Say, did he say it in this interview? In some interview, he's no. It was an earlier interview, I think, where uh, he said. You know he's going to revive a plan he he uh, wrote up uh, 20 years ago, uh, but never acted on that to create the most as he put it the most valuable financial institution in the world or something like that. And he was saying he's going to do that with Twitter. And the basic idea has to be first of all that he gets your credit card number and then you start making doing various things, maybe making purchases, so on. But if he can get the credit card numbers. And the passionate support from a you know just ten million people on the right—that's you can do a lot with that if they start you know banking on Twitter and, and yeah. buying everything. I,
1: I still think he seriously wants to to have it be a public square of left and right. He he doesn't quite yeah. he doesn't quite know how to do that. But I think that I don't think his goal is to have a passionate. That, that was a,
0: that was a I, nice I think, understatement think, on your part. I think part.
1: He, I think I think he wanted. I, well, we disagree. We, I, th- I, think, I think he wanted to get rid of bots. And he, he, he you know, one of the things that was clear in the All In podcast is he doesn't think of these ideas himself. He's accepting ideas that are bubbling up from the remnant of the Twitter bureaucracy he still has left. Uh, and he says, oh, well, this is an idea they they want. Well, let's charge for the badges. And, and he says, oh, this will make money and I'll get rid of the bots. So, hey, let's do it. I mean, it wasn't necessarily, it mm-hmm. could have been his idea, but it wasn't necessarily his idea. Um, well. In, in, with the getting rid of the bots, he the, the the news the interesting news angle was he thinks he says that now that he has these little things on Twitter that tell you how many viewers each tweet has. The views the is York, a bullshit number, but go ahead. He says that the New York Times numbers for like New York Times correspondents are shockingly low, revealing that the Times has been buying bots to inflate their. Uh, viewer now, numbers are you
0: sure he meant new york times correspondence or the official new york times twitter feeds i think that's i don't know what he, i think I that's know, what he but meant because something- those numbers are always low those numbers are always. Low. If you write a piece for the washington post and the washington post tweets it and you look and they've got 50 jillion twitter followers you're like 35 retweets i can get 35 retweets what the hell is this you know that has always been a mystery you don't need views numbers to to be kind of stumped by the failure to translate a huge number of followers into actual action on twitter that's been a clear problem clear question for a long time but if he
1: has exposed the fact that the new york times is buying fake followers that's news i'm sorry what
0: what i'm saying mickey is there's no new evidence of that there was as much evidence of that before they showed us the fake speaking of fake things the views number is fake it means uh, i I follow it it religiously okay but but what it means (laughs) is it is a your tweet has appeared on someone's screen. It doesn't mean their eyeballs ever rested on it. It, it it's it, it's not a terrible number. It, it it says something, but views is a misnomer. You know, this is what Facebook did. Their their video views number meant literally that you had at least scrolled past it because the video was technically in motion, right? right? It was a little two-second right. loop. And so they said if you scroll past it and never even see it, that's a view. You scroll past it. Well, that's what these views are. Okay. So views well, is kind of a misnomer. It's kind of bullshit.
1: Well, but presumably the portion of people who actually see it is in some is fairly a constant relationship with the with the actual right. views. Yeah.
0: It's better to have five hundred thousand views than five. But right. it's not really five hundred thousand views. If okay, by but- view you mean someone resting their eyes on something and being cognizant of the fact that the point is
1: if if people like you are closer to new york times reporters then uh you would think that is interesting because that implies a flattening of the media hierarchy and we're really closer to the free for all days when the new york times isn't all that important compared to powerful bloggers okay i want to
0: repeat i I want to mickey he's not talking about new york times reporters
1: I don't think well, I'm so. talking about New York Times reporters. If I I looked at the New York Times reporters, and you know, Maggie Haberman only has ten times my followers on a good day, not a hundred times. You don't mean followers, that's,
0: you mean you mean views or something? Views. Look, views. Mickey. Here's the deal. I think you're going to find that this views number bears a, a, a more a, a fairly predictable relationship to numbers like retweets and likes. Okay, so that's. I'm just saying, there's no news here. You know, it, it, it you can look at Maggie Haberman's views, it, but it's not going to tell you anything. You can compare her views to yours. I don't think it's going to tell you anything you couldn't have learned by comparing her retweets to yours. It's it's, And the truth is, little, New York Times reporters do well on these metrics compared it's, it's to us.
1: A, right, but they don't do as well as they seemed if you just look at their follower accounts.
0: Well, but that's not uh, all we it, had before this views thing. We had retweets. The, and likes. The,
1: I didn't know whether to trust the retweets, and my retweets bear very little re- relationship to my views. It depends. Is one of the retweets from a big, big person with a million followers? No, they're all retweeted from little people. So, it's only when one of the big fish retweets that I, that I get a lot of views, and views are what I care about. Are so they? It, it just, see, well, I care about how many people read my stu- my stuff. Yeah. Man, I am not getting no. through to you. I'm telling you,
0: views is not the number of people who read your stuff. It's not even it the number of eyeballs. It's rested on your it fucking has more teeth.
1: of a it's better correlated with viewers than retweets. Is it? I, yes. I, I, with the retweets, I just said, is a purely it seems you know, to be a random correlation. It's not a correlation at all. There are three metrics we already had before views,
0: okay? We had retweets. We had likes. Why are we arguing it, about this? <laughs> because because <laughs> you're you're so wowed by this complete non-event of him showing us views. The reason he wants to show us views is the same reason Mark Zuckerberg wanted to show us views because it's a bullshit inflated number. And in fact, I heard David Sachs uh, comparing it to YouTube views. That's not comparable. It's more
1: precise than retweets. And also, is it know, it's so still news if the New York Times is buying? followers uh, look, we are not buying followers they're not supposed to buy followers they're supposed to be for authenticity if they are buying followers even if it's for even if it's just for their own corporate account i don't know if it's true or not but it's a sensational accusation
0: i'm just saying there's no more evidence of that than there was before because it was always a mystery why they had so many followers and so few retweets and likes okay that was always a mystery it's still a mystery now that we know that they don't have a whole lot of views either that was predictable based on the number of retweets and likes they had. There's Maybe no Elon Musk was here.
1: drawing on other evidence, but the head of Twitter is saying I've eliminated all the bots, and a lot of them came out of New York Times accounts. Okay, well that's a different that matter.
0: Seems, if, that, if that's evidence, that that's a different matter. That that's interesting. Okay. But let me say one more thing. There's one other metric we've always had, although it doesn't show up automatically. It's engagement, number of people actually clicked on a tweet, and I'm just submitting. That if you know how many retweets, how many likes, and how much engagement, you there is very little additional information that's provided by this bullshit views number. And it's not, it's not a total bullshit number. It's just I'm saying that it's essentially redundant in terms of its value. And, and the reason they like it is because it's high. It's a high number, but it's a misleadingly high number.
1: I find it quite useful to look at other people's tweets and see and 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 find out that they either did huge business or less business and i i, I don't want to go through the complex mental calculation of okay fine. triangulating between the, it, it the, is, the 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 other factors we're allowed. I have limited bandwidth. I'm an aging boomer. I want to see that number right in front of me. It is an accessible, conveniently accessible number that does say something.
0: I just don't think it adds it, much information people, when we're examining fundamental it, questions.
1: People hate it when we talk about Twitter. So, well, I wish we i
0: wanted to talk about Ukraine. People love that.
1: You, you, you volunteered to talk about Ukraine last, so now That's you're I'm, complaining I'm, that you're talking about Ukraine last.
0: I volunteered because I'm a gracious person, and I—and then I'm also a person whose graciousness comes and goes. It's gone.
1: <laughs> a gracious whiny person.
0: I'm no, my whininess comes and goes. When I'm being gracious, I'm not being whiny. When I'm being whiny, I'm not being gracious.
1: Okay, now you're being whiny. So go talk about Ukraine if you want to do that before we end this. No, no, no,
0: no, no, no. People don't
1: want to listen about Ukraine in the, in the paired room. They want to learn about the Matt Schlapp sex scandal.
0: The who? What?
1: Matt Schlapp is this right wing figure who was just uh, accused of uh, sexual harassment, basically. Okay. Well,
0: quickly on Ukraine, before we shut this down, and by the way, we're going to have gone over an hour. I mean, sorry, but it's a fact, I think. Um, We're
1: giving it away. Not
0: not much. Okay, just a little, like, okay. So, first of all, starting next week, uh, judging by weather reports, the ground will start to freeze in militarily significant parts of Ukraine. In theory, that permits new kinds of offensive operations because the winter is both preceded and followed by this muddy season that makes it hard to drive anywhere but on a paved road. And if you're confined to paved roads, offense is hard. Um, Whether you're going to see much as a result of that, I don't think you're going to see huge sweeping offensives, uh, but you may see more offensive action. Um, Also, a a non-trivial threshold I think has been passed in terms of weaponry we are now uh, going to provide Ukraine with Bradley fighting vehicles. They're getting some light tanks uh, from uh, Europe and some other kinds of fighting. Uh, you know, they've gotten some armored vehicles, but uh, I have a sense that that in their minds, at least, this is an important step to the next level, which would be real significant battle tanks from the U.S. and, and you know, a higher quality battle tank than they've ever gotten. Um now, I don't think those will be – I doubt those will be usable before the ground thaws out again after winter,
1: so I don't know that they'll be useful. The big, for... the, the big news is the winter is incredibly mild, uh, which means that – You mean because tam- of climate change or – No, it's just been – It's just been. I don't know, it's really – it's hot, very hot for this time of year. And, right, and, uh, and seasonally, yes. Europe doesn't need as much energy so putin's attempt to hold europe up by making them freeze in the dark is failing and also it means probably that the ground is going to thaw a lot faster and freeze a lot later than otherwise would have happened could so this could this, well be this, i
0: mean it's still going to get pretty damn cold i mean it's going to be a tough winter but uh it's, it's january it's winter we've had winter for like a month quickly the other thing is you know i i've been saying for uh, and more than one podcast that I, I can see a way where the way this war ends is with Ukraine joining NATO, because that's what makes it palatable to them to accept uh significant lost territory. And it turns out that Kissinger, Henry Kissinger, I mean, he wrote this piece of spectator. It's almost impenetrable. I mean, please tell me to quit writing pieces before I reach the age of 99. Cause this is no, not very no, good. No, 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 no.
1: What? I uh, he wrote, I I remember once I was at Newsweek and, and Kissinger had written uh a, this two-page thing in the middle which was called uh what was it called it was it was basically the, the the you know people you you could have a you could have a title on the cover saying Henry Kissinger on War okay mm-hmm. and nobody would actually read the piece but they would uh but sorry I have to
0: they buy the magazine since they, then would they buy the say magazine. they bought a magazine. So, with the piece Kissinger was completely piece impenetrable,
1: read. and I found a typo in it, like, in the middle of this impenetrable piece that nobody's going to read. And I called up an editor at the middle of the night on Saturday, and they were really pissed off at me. We have to correct this typo. Uh, but uh, it, it was explained to me, Henry Kister knows how to be clear when he wants to be clear, yeah, well, there's and some he's of that. impenetrable when he wants to be impenetrable. So if he was impenetrable it's not cuz he can't write clearly it's cuz he didn't want to write clearly.
0: Well there's some of that in this but but I think by one reading of whatever the hell it is he's saying he does mean to be broaching the possibility that Russia hangs on to a lot of their territory perhaps via referendum or something and Ukraine joins NATO. So anyway
1: that you answered this question last time we talked and you had a good answer I just forget what it was. Why isn't if it was if if nato membership for ukraine was a problem because it was a red line tripwire for putin that he he mm. legitimately hated and was paranoid about why why is it not now still a red line tripwire for putin that he legitimately is, is, hates and we it, shouldn't it, do it.
0: It, it may be that he wouldn't accept this but but why might he accept it now or months from now or something is you know, if he perceives himself to be in a little bit of a mess, which he, he may well be. And this is not unrelated to the Bradley fighting vehicles, but by which I mean this. Like, you know, he does have a lot of manpower, more than more than Ukraine. And he certainly has more in reserve if he can politically sustain further mobilizations. But he knows more about his political situation than I do. And he may be looking around going, you know, this is getting a little politically precarious i'd rather bring this thing to a close and and if he perceives that uh you know basically the the u.s is going the west is going to slowly upgrade the weapons support to more or less match his manpower in a way that makes it exceedingly hard for him to make significant additional gains of ground he's gonna say well i guess i'm just as well off uh, bringing this to a close, what's the price for doing that? And if the price is that Ukraine's in—I mean, first of all, he's not going to sign something that says Ukraine joins NATO. He would sign something that says Ukraine is free to, uh you know, choose its alliances or something. But why would he do that? um Again, because he's in a little bit of a mess. He screwed up. Well, he miscalculated, well, well, and, um, and and he can say to his people, "Look, we've we've now got significant chunks of these Russian-speaking parts of Ukraine where." In his telling, these people were being tormented and killed,
1: right? Uh, by, and, and, and and now now and, and now, Ukraine is part of a, a, an aggressive NATO that will, on its first opportunity, seize back these disputed territories, and is a threat to the very existence of the Russian state. I don't see how he portrays Ukraine joining NATO as in any way a Russian victory. It's a disaster uh, by his own lights. Uh, i I think what you have to do is come up with some creative way for them to join NATO without joining NATO. In other words uh you know they they we have some sort of defensive pack we give them weapons uh they're not offensive weapons they don't get the offensive weapons that other nato members get i mean these are diplomats that's their job to come up with some intermediate solution that offers ukraine the protection it needs without provo- pro- without provoking putin surely you can do that that's what you should be advocating i think
0: yeah but then you got to ask uh you know the, the other half of the problem is you got to convince ukraine to settle for losing a whole lot of territory. That's a political problem for their leadership. That limits how far you can go in the direction you're describing. Yeah, well, so you have- right.
1: It's a it's a problem that you, Zelensky will have to deal with it. Deal with. I mean Well, yeah. why won't
0: why won't Putin just have to deal with the with the problem of them joining NATO? I mean, I mean, you know, anyway, well, we, you, we, you, you, know. Want to get, you want you
1: wanna get you wanna get them both to be able to deal with the problems and sign the peace deal. And I'm saying yours leans a little too hard on Putin and not enough on Zelensky.
0: Well, it all depends on how much trouble uh, Putin feels he's in. We have no idea how much that is or how much that will be.
1: And, and on Zelensky's
0: side, it depends partly on how heavily we lean on him. We have real leverage with Zelensky. We can, we can you know.
1: Yeah, that, some extent, supports, that supports my argument. If we can lean on Zelensky, let's lean on him. He doesn't have to be a full-fledged member of we NATO. Can he can be a half-member of NATO.
0: But we're, I mean, two things. We're making it pretty hard on him if, if he doesn't have that. Uh, and, and again, I'm not, I'm, I'm not even advocating anything. I'm just saying the way I see, if there's a way this war ends, anytime soon, I think it involves uh, probably NATO membership. But um, the other thing is, you know, Biden himself uh, faces, by his lights at least, uh, real domestic political pressure on this front. And if, and that's the leverage Zelensky has, is if Zelensky, you know, wants to make a big stink about Biden having deserted him, Biden perceives that to be a political problem for him. So
1: wait, Biden, not Putin. Biden perceives Biden. Biden. Biden perceives that there's a popular demand for support the blob. for Ukraine. Biden is
0: the blob. Biden's administration is full of
1: the blob. He's not that stupid. Biden? Yeah, there's a vast demand among Amer- and Amer- Americans to pursue the war in Ukraine. I don't think so. Uh,
0: there are significant constituencies. There's First of all, there's an actual yeah, Ukraine five lobby. Zip codes. There's a Ukraine lobby. Uh, Washington think tanks, which are funded by, you know, arms makers and various players that have their agendas, is full of people who will give him shit if they feel he's deserted Zelensky. They dominate MSNBC and CNN. These people, uh, you know, those networks are part of the blog. Is
1: a pollster going to go to Biden and say, you're running for re-election, Mr. President. The Ukraine issue will kill you if you don't back Zelensky to the hilt. No, nobody's going to do that.
0: Well, I hope he's not running for re-election. But we've been going on uh, much longer than we uh, once said we would be going on. I know. So we got to go. What do you got? Parrot Room. Patreon.com slash Parrot Room where people can see the rest of this conversation. And, you know, the funny thing about these conversations is, as the day wears on, they only get better. Like, (laughs) if you like this one enough to stick with us this long, boy, you're going to love the rest of it in the parrot room. Uh, Oh, um, also, you know, I I taped the conversation on this Ukraine stuff, since you wouldn't let me talk about it until the end. But that's okay. It's fine, really. Uh, I should say that I taped a conversation with Fred Kaplan, Slate columnist, on all this stuff. It was epic, two-hour debate. Uh, I okay. ended it by, you know, more or less accusing him of being a member of the blob, which he denies. But uh, that will go up next week. But paid subscribers to the Non-Zero Newsletter and listen to it right now or watch it right now.
1: So you say, I'll go last, and then you get mad at me for going first. Okay. Um, Seems like bad faith.
0: I'm confused. I, I I'm a great uh, guy. That's all I know.
1: Yeah. Uh, um. That's what I meant to say. Um. There's the match slap scandal. There's Jason DePaul's b- strange article on welfare. There's uh, Will Peter Teal by CNN. There's why I hate unity, except about this poor football player who got almost killed. Um. Uh those are the basic things uh provocative study that shows that gender quotas actually improve meritocracy. I don't quite believe it um, and there's the always the always exciting how much of semaphore did Samuel bankman freed fund, and why don't they give the money back
0: uh yeah, you have a position on that issue, I think. Uh, um, my position is it's not small. That's a parrot, folks, and you get a lot more of that in the parrot room. Did you actually hear the parrot? Yeah. Okay, that's, that's, that's progress. A, that, that's a breakthrough. Um. So let's see. Oh, speaking of SBF, there's, a, I, there, uh, there's an SBF-APAC connection that I want to say about 15 seconds worth of stuff about. Cause that's really, that's actually that's more than I know. Um, but, and speaking, speaking of, uh, of Israel lobby stuff, there's a, there's a, there's a, uh, an Epstein, an Epstein angle. Uh, there's a scandal. Well, you can call it a scandal or not. Uh, at the Kennedy school about, you know, Kenneth Roth, uh, former uh, head of human rights watch, Apparently, he had a deal to be at the Kennedy School, and it got vetoed by uh, pro-Israel donors. There was a story about this in The Nation huh. yesterday. Uh, but, and anyway, if you read the piece, there's an interesting connection uh, of, of Wex, okay. Les Wexner, you know, Jeffrey Epstein's patron, to uh, Kennedy School. Don't give school. it away. Don't no, give I it don't, away. That's all. That's all. We'll get into that.
1: Uh, what else? I, 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 oh, I also watched I,
0: oh, White Lotus.
1: I watched the first episode of White Lotus. and and uh as much as of the second episode as i could stomach which was about 10 minutes worth this is season 2 season 2
0: yeah i finished season 2 i finished season 2 but we won't do pro- people like spoilers. season
1: 2
0: i like season 2 but but i, I will talk about white lotus I, i'll defend it i think i'll largely defend it um, um and then other stuff we'll see uh
1: okay uh, uh we will see uh so i couldn't have said it better i'll display the parrot we will see
0: yeah don't don't yeah just show don't tell because if they want to hear okay. the parrot patriot.com slash parrot room. we need a little uh dinero. dnero you know what i mean
1: oh uh, we need to wet my beak <laughs>
0: yeah exactly okay we will see there